Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States, brought to you by Insurance Business. Welcome to IB Talk. I'm Gia Snape, news editor at Insurance Business. We have a special topic today in honor of Insurance Careers Month. Today, we're sitting down with a distinguished guest who brings over 30 years experience in the field of workers' compensation insurance. Matt Zender, Senior Vice President of Workers' Comp Strategy at Amtrust Financial Services, is a seasoned industry veteran. Throughout his career, Matt had successfully navigated the intricacies and complexities of workers' comp. He's here to share his journey, the challenges and opportunities within the workers' comp landscape, and share some career insights for other insurance professionals. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on IB Talk today. Thanks, Gia. It's my pleasure to be here. So take me back to the beginning and, and walk me through your insurance journey. How did you get into the insurance profession and what made you ultimately want to stay in it? I suspect like many people, you know, luck was involved. Um, happenstance was also involved in my case. I was very fortunate that I had a series of fraternity brothers who had gone to work for uh, the company that I started with, which was Crawford and Company, and they had really laid a foundation, uh, you know, of success. And so my, it, we became kind of a feeder, uh, if you will. And and my, so my interview was 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 short and successful, and uh, they had just laid the groundwork for me. So I started as a claims adjuster in Los Angeles in uh, 1992. And, you know, in terms of what made me want to stay in from there, it was just the opportunities that I that I saw that were out there. Um, I was able to um, uh, just, you know, keep keep pushing and pushing and and take on, you know, more and more opportunities. I started as a claims adjuster and then a, a claim supervisor and then an, an account manager and then an account executive and then a branch manager and then a regional vice president, sort of all going, you know, throughout the United States. I moved from uh, from L.A. to Chicago to Detroit to Boston to New Jersey and, and then to uh, Monterey, California. And one of the other things that made me want to stay in, aside from the opportunities that felt uh, fairly obvious, was some of the support that I had from some mentors along the way. I had uh, very, very blatantly uh, pulled a couple of them aside, uh, people who I realized knew things that I didn't and saw things that I couldn't. And I simply said, um, you know, that one Terry Eikenseer and John Jansen were, were, were two of them. And, and I just pulled them aside and said, listen, I'm, I, I'm going to stick by your side and I'd like to learn from you. And, and, and I think that ultimately it took them a while to warm up to me, <laughs> but, but ultimately I think they understood that it was uh, that I was really paying them the biggest compliment that I could. And, you know, having support from mentors along the way makes a big difference, too, in terms of, you know, the the any industry. And I'm sure that insurance is is like this as well. Any industry is going to have challenges just in terms of knowing what are some of the better decisions that you might make. You know, there's it, it's not binary. It, it never is binary. But, you know, maybe, you know, you might want to move in this direction and that might give you a slightly greater chance for this or that. So having mentors that can help you both personally and professionally to kind of guide you along that way and, and give you trusted advice is something that uh, that I highly recommend. And even if the companies that, that these that anybody listening 
uh, works for it. If they don't have a mentor program, that's fine. You don't need one. You can create your own. Wonderful. And hearing about career narratives and in insurance, you're always kind of hearing about falling into insurance. That's something I hear about often. And for you, you falling into insurance was a, a piece of luck. Um, and it sounds like you have had a fulfilling journey at that. But what what's the biggest challenge you've faced in your career so far and, and how did you handle it? So along the way, I had moved through a variety of different types of of positions. I started on the claim side. I've really only worked for two companies. Uh, so I, I worked for Crawford and Company, and then uh, I moved over to the carrier side after about 13 or 14 years there and started working for Sequoia Insurance. Sequoia was then bought out by Amtrust, which is where I'm at today. So along the way, I had moved from a, from a claims background to more of an underwriting and product background, which is what I'm the area that I'm working in right now. And so in terms of the the biggest challenge that I faced, I would say, came fairly recently uh, through the through the COVID time period. And so, I'm, you know, as you know, in my role uh, at Amtrust as managing the line of business, I have, you know, COVID was an existential threat. I mean, we we were looking at a, a new entry into the space. Airborne diseases had never been covered. There was a lot of estimates that were that were going along to try and determine how impactful it was going to be. There were estimates that certain think tanks that it could be as much as $80 billion, which for a line of business that does around $45 billion a year, that's a pretty big number. And so, you know, in terms of like, you know, from a career challenge perspective, it was a, a very large threat. And, 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 and it, what I had to, what I realized is that I was going to need to tap into all of the resources that I had been, you know, building over the years, you know, and one of the, the, the things that I like to think about in my career is, is learning to swim within the firm and the better you can swim within the firm, the, the easier you can navigate certain difficult waters. And COVID was certainly an example of that. So I had to very quickly, you know, establish sort of my personal, you know, protocols in terms of the new working arrangements that were happening, but also the professional protocols in, in, in order to make sure that the line of business was going to be positioned the way that we wanted it to. And so I would really just encourage people to to really be very broad minded when they think about the resources that they that they're working with, because there are a number of people that you interchange with, whether it's daily or weekly or monthly. And you don't always know when you're going to need to lean on that resource in a different manner. And so for me to be able to to have such a wealth of resources within our company that I was able to work with, it, it was a very difficult time. And I say this very delicately when I say that it was also a professionally stimulating time. It's one of those instances where, you know, you have to get put to the test and figure out, you know, what is this going to mean for us? And and so, you know, the, the resources that I was able to work with were super helpful with that. Now, I know COVID was a very uncertain time for a lot of sectors in insurance, and it certainly sounds like um, there were a lot of challenges in workers' comp during this time. But do you find that it's often, you know, very dynamic? What, what makes you most excited about working in the workers' comp insurance space? There are a lot of things that make me excited about it. And I, I would say that one of the things that has always stuck with me 
and this is going to sound a little self-serving, I suppose, but one of the things that has always made me excited is that at its foundation, workers' compensation plays a very pivotal role in the health of our entire working ecosystem. You know, the the, the ability to to make sure that people are, are, are working safely and that people are taken care of in the event of an injury, it's very important. And so from the very beginning, when I first assumed the um, the role that I took as a claims adjuster, uh, and you were generous before, it's now over 30 years, yeah. But, uh, you know, is that, you know, the uh, it just felt like I can help make a difference in my own little way. And, you know, the, the grand bargain of workers' compensation just made sense to me. And I also realized that when I was interacting with injured workers, you know, that the DNA of the interaction was established right from the beginning. And so that, you know, that, you know, if I greeted, you know, that claimant with a, with a smile in my phone conversation, it made a difference in terms of how they were reacting to me. And, and so I, I, I worked to carry that forward and into, you know, the successive positions that I've moved into by just trying to establish that positive DNA from from the beginning of the interaction and, you know, not always successful at that. Um, sometimes we, we start our, our calls, uh, you know, less positively than we intend. But um, I do feel like that was an important lesson that I learned right from the beginning. The way that I would treat somebody else very often would help to establish the success of, of, of the objective. And so looking at workers' comp right now, from where you're standing, Matt, What's the biggest opportunity in the market that you're seeing today, and and how how do you think you want to seize it? What are, what are you most looking forward to in workers' comp right now? It's interesting, Gia, because in the last I would say five to ten years, there's been more change in the workers' compensation space, I would argue, than in the prior ninety plus years of the system existing. The workers' compensation system was pretty traditional and in some ways slow to change. And in the last few years, we're seeing massive changes with the role of big data, the role of predictive models, and and now with with AI taking a uh, maybe a formative role in this process where people are still figuring out exactly how it's going to um, sit. So I think that because of that, you know, because of all of the changes, you know, if agents who are now interacting with us almost exclusively digitally, you know, through API technologies, you you have, you know, telematics that are providing opportunities to interact with, with injured workers, you know, better than before. We have predictive models that are that are helping provide insights both for claims and underwriting, you know, that that are helping to provide comfort in an otherwise lowering rate environment that I think from my perspective, there's the opportunities are immense within the work comp space because they're changing and the opportunities can often be as broad as somebody wants them to be. And, you know, and so we're seeing people who are coming in from different areas now looking at the insurance space and, and realizing that, that there's a role for them too. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, an actuary who's specialized in, in, in uh, game theory, for example, we need you here. Um, you know, there, it's 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 just so much change that is happening right now. It's leading to a lot of both opportunities and excitement, in from my perspective. 
Fascinating. So it does seem like there's so much to look forward to in workers' comp right now. But to wrap up today's conversation, I wanted to ask you, Matt, you know, working in insurance, people often have misconceptions or, or ideas about, you know, what career in this sector is like. So for you, what's one misconception people have about working in insurance that you want to change? I think if you go back to my prior comment, I think people have an opinion of workers' compensation that's or, that, or insurance in general that's fairly traditional. I think they, they think of it as perhaps like the, uh, you know, Mr. Incredible in the Incredibles movie where he, you know, he's just sitting behind the desk processing paper. And I would, you know, anytime anybody says that to me, I, I really just push back because I view that it's, it's extremely broad. You know, it, our, our industry is broad in terms of the disciplines that are involved. You know, if, if you if you like math, there you know, there's a number of different areas for that. I was a history major. Um, and so for me to start working in the claims world, you know, as I started my career, history was just a natural way. You know, you're basically taking a living history of a claim as you're going through and, and documenting everything that's taking place. You know, so we're very broad in terms of the disciplines that are involved. We're, we're broad geographically, no matter where you want to work in the United States. And obviously where where people work is is going through some changes now anyways. But but we've always been broadly distributed geographically. We're in every state you can want to live in. We're broad in terms of personality types. You know, I, I've seen the most outgoing individuals thrive, you know, and, and I've seen the, 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 the most quiet, contemplative individuals thrive just as well. And so there's there's a space for any type of personality type in this. I also think that people, again, they, they tend to think of it as, as a desk job. You know, that's not true either. I mean, if you prefer outdoor spaces, there's plenty of opportunities for for that, whether it's a, a you know, a loss control rep who's, who's going on site and getting to see firsthand uh, some of the fascinating differences from one business to another, you know, or uh, a nurse case manager who 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 goes out and helps helps uh, injured workers uh, on site. I mean, there's 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 tons of opportunities in 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 any way you can think of. And and so my my son, you know, about six years ago now started working in in this space as well. And you know, I just I I I, I just felt like when I was mentioning the industry to him all i talked about with him was how broad it is don't try and think about it with your conceptions don't try and think about it for even what the job is that you're currently taking because you know my first job is massively different than the job i'm doing today because i continued to look along my journey and find different opportunities to take on new roles sometimes those roles weren't maybe as deliberately outlined as as my boss had intended but I saw a ball there and I was able to pick it up and, and run with it. So I just think that the industry itself, through some of the changes that we've been going through, is more exciting than it's ever been for someone who wants to consider working in this space. And that's a great message as well, especially for the next generation of insurance professionals, you know, to really take to heart. Thank you for sharing snippets of your career journey and the lessons you've learned with us today. Matt, we appreciate having you on the podcast. It's been my pleasure to be here today, Gia. Thank you. And that's the end of this episode of IB Talk. I'm Gia Snape, News Editor of Insurance Business. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to IB Talk. You can listen to the latest episodes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major listening channels. Just search for IB Talk.